for CanisHoopus.com. It's the JM to DM show with John Meyer and Dane Moore. It's Andrew Wiggins' Max Extension Day. What's up, guys? What's up, What's up, uh, all our loyal listeners? This is episode 12 of the JM to DM show. And tonight, we're here to talk about the news story of the day in Timberwolves land. And that is that the Andrew Wiggins Max contract extension is officially official. Thank you for coming. Uh, obviously, this is a big day for us. Uh, we're very pleased to announce a multi-year contract extension uh, for Andrew. Uh, it's something that he's earned and uh, we're real excited about uh, building our future with him. Uh, I think it, when you look at what he's done so far in his career, he's one of the elite scorers in this league, uh, going from uh, averaging 16 to 20 to 24, uh, the progress that he continues to make, uh, and to do it at such a young age, we think he's only scratching the surface. So uh, we're very, very excited about this day. Um, I'm just thankful, you know, thankful for Glenn, Coach, Tibbs, Scott, you know, all the fans, the whole Tim Wolves organization, you know, to make this possible. You know, I've been working towards this my whole life, you know, and for it to finally happen, you know, a long-term deal, no commitment, you know, I'm just ready to get it all started and I'm loving the process of it. So I'm just thankful. Dane, you were, you were at practice today. You also attended the press conference. What are your, what are your thoughts? I was cool, man. The, the players at practice were all quick to congratulate Andrew and, you know, they're just, they're just excited for him. They, every one of them reaffirmed that he's worth every penny as, as Kat said. And I thought Jamal Crawford was interesting when he said there's a lot of guys averaging way less than Wiggins who are making $20 million a year. So he had all the support of the team. Uh, and then at the press conference, Wiggins was quick to thank the Taylor family and the Timberwolves organization. But really, he was just typical old Andrew Wiggins. He was he was super chill, and uh, he just was kind of like, yeah, I knew this was coming, and just waiting to get back from China to sign it. I'm excited to be here, but it's just kind of business as usual. It's basketball for him, and he, he made it clear that that's his focus. So, yeah, it took a little bit longer than everybody was expecting. But, of course, the second Wiggins fired his agent, that threw a whole a wrench into the whole process. And so Mitchell Wiggins, his father, is basically, you know, running the show right now. And he has lawyers involved, too. But it, it was going to take a little bit of time. And today, October 11th, it's finally done. I think it's nice to just get it get it over with. But I never, if you listen to this podcast, I never had any doubts that, this was going to, it was going to get done at the end of the day. This was something that was written in stone at the end of last season. I think he's always had Tibbs full support. And I guess if you're a Wiggins detractor, or if you don't really believe in this contract or you think it's bad, and I certainly understand and why people have reservations. This is a lot of money. You know, it's $146.5 million dollars is what Shams tweeted out over five years. That's a ton of money. And obviously Wiggins has to bring a lot more to the table. But if you are one of his detractors or you don't believe in this deal, I think one way that potentially you could look at it, at it is that Thibodeau, Thibodeau, excuse me, I'm sorry, I definitely should get that correct. <laughs> Tibbs, he, he just seems to really 
believe in Wiggins. And he, he, I, I really think that he sees this, this superstar inside of him. And so if you, if you believe in Tibbs and you accept him as an elite basketball mind, then I don't know. I think that's a, a, like a pro. What do you think, Dane? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the argument for the contract is there wasn't, it wasn't that we chose to pay Andrew Wiggins $150 million over somebody else. Andrew Wiggins was the option there. You can't, you can't just pick and choose who you, who you give that money to the way the salary cap is structured. That money was only available to Andrew Wiggins. And that was the price in which Andrew Wiggins was willing to sign a contract extension. They could have taken it to restricted free agency next summer. And he would have got offered a contract by somebody else for the max. And then the wolves would have to match it. So if they wanted to keep him, so to, to keep a big three together, this was the path to to land Andrew Wiggins and to get that fifth year. If he would have gone into restricted free agency, it would have only been a four-year contract. Now Wiggins is locked up through 2022, 23, and he's an elite athlete and an exceptional talent that has so much uh, room to grow into and, and likely will. So I, I would say as a detractor, I'm not pounding on the table and pissed off. I'm excited that we know what the core of this team is, and and this is this is what it looks like going forward. For so many years, there's been just turnover and so many questions, and there's continuity. There's continuity that uh, that Jimmy Butler will be here for multiple years, Carl Towns, and Andrew Wiggins long term. So so it's a good thing. It's uh, even as a detractor, there's there is so many positives to take away from this. Right, and as much as we all want to say we want to look at the analytics and Wiggins's statistical profile and say, you know, he doesn't get enough rebounds. He doesn't get enough assists. uh, He doesn't get enough steals, yada, yada, yada. And yada, yada, yada. I think that the one thing I like about this contract is like, love him or hate him. Like he has to put up or shut up now. You know, you, you feel me? You see what I'm saying? Like there are no, what I like about this, and I'm not being super clear with it. There's no room for excuses anymore. And I think this is something that will drive Wiggins, you know, ultimately to that level that a lot of us expect him to get to is now that he has this dollar figure attached to his name, he's going to hear it even more than ever before. And I know he's not one to, you know, like he said, it goes in one ear and out the other when he hears some criticisms and stuff. And I just think that this contract has the potential to drive him, you know, to another level. And I, I think a lot of people look at it differently than I do. They look at it as he could he could kind of stop, you know, putting in the work because he got the contract. He can get lazy now if he wanted to. You know what I mean? But that's not the kind of person I think he is. And so I I I think he's gonna. You know, whatever happens, maybe he lives up to the contract. Maybe he doesn't. I, I never thought there. I only thought there was one choice. And I think you got to bring him back. And like you said, Dane, you said, yeah, maybe we can let him go to restricted free agency. I think from a, a player personnel standpoint and, f- you know, f- for as much as these players talk across the entire league, I think that's a bad I think that's a bad business to get into is letting these guys get to be an RFA because like I said, like player, these guys are all friends. And the second you rub Wiggins the wrong way, you know, maybe that, maybe that hurts another free agent down the road. So I think you gotta, you gotta support your players like this. And I get, I get the questions. I totally get the questions. And now that he signed this deal, I'll be the first one to criticize him. You know, if he doesn't, if he's not living up to it, if he doesn't come to play every single night, it's uh, none of us should take it easy on him. 
My question to you, John, is you say he needs to put up or shut up. He needs to produce. He needs to bring it every night. What, what exactly does that, what does that mean in your eyes? Because no matter what, he's going to do the athletic flashes. That's going to happen. He's going to make, he's going to make difficult shots, but, but what does, what does this production actually look like? Cause he's always been an entertaining basketball player. What, what makes him worth it in your eyes? Well, the, I would start at the defensive end. I think that the clearest path for the Wolves to becoming a really good team is Wiggins just becoming a shutdown wing defender. And I think he's pretty good on ball. Uh, He said that today. And I think he's really bad off ball. And so he needs to improve off ball. I think that he needs to improve his three-point shooting every single year for the next multiple years throughout his contract. I want to see him keep improving I'm not expecting it to be dramatic. I I don't think he's going to all of a sudden have five assists per game and six rebounds. But I also, my expectation moving forward is that you guys know the popcorn player Wiggins, right? That we always talk about? As in like really exciting? Or what do you mean by that? Every time it's like on a national stage, Cavaliers Wiggins, or when the game means something and we always get that Wiggins that we love, like, or, and I shouldn't say always, but a lot of the times we get that Wiggins that we really like to see. So my expectation is, is that we see that more often. Is it realistic that he all of a sudden changes? No, it's not. But I, I need to keep seeing those little subtle improvements in every single area. And I really think starting with just being a lockdown defender is a great place to start. My, my follow-up question to that, and I just think what is a really interesting juxtaposition here is Joel Embiid signing the same contract two days ago with the Philadelphia 76ers. Obviously they are the top picks um, or top picks from that 2014 draft class. And they are just, they're just so different, um, but both bring risk, but they bring different types of risk. How would you, how would you compare the risks of those two players? And I probably believe that Wiggins would be your choice between the two but but why is that why why do you why do you prefer the risk of Andrew Wiggins to Joel Embiid sure it's like I know this is something Todd McShay always says and a lot of other people say this too but the best ability is availability I I don't feel comfortable giving that money to I could never feel comfortable giving that money to Embiid as talented as he is as much of a unicorn big man as he is he's he's incredible but 31 games to give him that kind of money. And I realize, like, I think, what is it? Half of it's guaranteed. Like, that minimizes the risk for sure. So I don't think we can look at this in a vacuum and just say they're the same deals. They, they really are not at it's, all. It actually, but, they actually pretty much are. It's basically only if Embiid suffers a career-ending injury. But which, isn't that, oh, it's a career-ending? It's yes. not like, what if he tears his ACL? What is that? How does the I contract mean, go? Not career-ending. We're talking about, like, Nikola Pekovic, Greg Oden type of literally can't play basketball anymore okay. injuries. The and it also needs to be in from a previous injury that he's had, uh, whether that's his foot or his lower back. So really, it. I, I mean, I would say for you're, most you're intents and purposes, it's it is a fully a, a full max contract that Embiid has to. Okay, fair enough. And wow. and admittedly, I I really didn't see the contract details. So 
I shouldn't be commenting fully on them. Well, they're but, super complicated. That's I I don't I can't say I completely get them either, but that's okay. from what I've taken it. Well, I think we can both agree. I don't gamble as much as maybe I used to with poker and, and different sports betting. I don't do it really much at all anymore. But as gamblers, Dane, I think it's smart money to expect Embiid to get hurt. And I hate to say that because I really enjoy watching him play basketball. But that's why I would choose Andrew Wiggins. Uh, he will play in basically every single game. I, I What I wonder with Embiid, and we look at the, the past few years, is there wasn't a, a pressing to, to play him. I think they, they went as conservative as possible um, with Embiid all three of the years with the injuries he had. Undeniably, he's an injury-prone player, the most injury-prone player the NBA has seen since Greg Oden. But I, I think if the expected value of games that Embiid averages per year is is in that 30 range. I think that's, I think that's unrealistic. I think, I think there is going to be more than that from Embiid. There probably will be injuries. I just think on the Embiid perspective is he just has this chance to be the player who can go out and be the best player in the NBA or one of the very best players in the NBA. And that just boosts your championship percentage or odds, if you will, higher. Whereas Wiggins, I think is going to continue to improve year over year, but he is as far as stars go, he's more a role star. I don't want to call him a role player, but on his own, he is not going to substantially boost your team's chance of winning the championship or even really going to it for that matter. Well, and to make this contract worth it, and we'll get back to you real quick, Sharky, after this, but to make this contract worth, you know, what the dollar figure is that he's going to have to take your team to the next level. And he's going to have to be that excellent third guy for the Timberwolves. I think he's going to be more of a scorer than Jimmy Butler is this year. I think Jimmy Butler is going to be more of a facilitator. And I think Wiggins is probably going to shoot more shots than Butler at the end of the day, but I think they're going to be really good. Really? And we've seen, we've, yeah, I think probably, I think uh, Butler is an incredible facilitator. I think we've seen it a little bit in the preseason signs that Wiggins will get more shot attempts. Um, which I think we got to put that bet on the JM to DM board. I will (laughs) on the board. I will. Yeah. All right. That little fantasy focus. uh, (laughs) Sure. Um, I, 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 I don't think so. I think, um, and it's funny that you say that because the preseason has actually more affirmed my belief that that Wiggins is going to be more of that secondary option. And you're you're totally right about the facilitation. Jimmy's a better facilitator, has the more of the ability in that way. But I do see him as a a scorer at heart in the similar mold to Wiggins, and it's more so his team. I do think that he will shoot more shots and will score more than Andrew Wiggins this year. When the lights go down, we'll see what happens. Um, Put it on the board. I, Put I think it on the board. A lot of shots. What do you What do you got, Sharky? Well, yeah, okay. So this has been two. You know, this has been a week of people kind of second guessing some max contracts. Who do you guys think is the worst max contract player in the NBA right now? Gosh, I'd, I'd have to bring up oh, a Chandler list. Chandler Parsons. Easy. Oh yeah, Parsons is horrible. I mean, um, it, it's hard a, to say. He has the max. Well, he, yeah, the, um, it, it's different because the max is relative to um, the year in which you signed it and also how many years of experience you have. So Wiggins contract, 
starts at $25 million and it's his max. Whereas um, you look at Steph Curry, he just signed a max or Russell Westbrook just signed a max, but they are in the seven to nine years of experience range. So their max is starting in the low thirties. So they're different, you know, like their maxes, but they also often get put into the, into the same bin. I mean, just comparatively Westbrook's contract, he signed is five years, $205 million and Wiggins and Embiid's is about five, one fifty. So it, it is actually a pretty uh, substantial difference max to max, but yeah, it's a good point to talk about. There isn't when people say a max contract, there is not one max contract. Like there's not, it doesn't expand to every single player the same way as Dane was saying, there are a variety of max contracts from a, a financial perspective. Chandler Parsons was a terrible, terrible deal. We can all agree on that. I'd have to bring up a list of the guys that have it. Off the top of my head, the first guy I thought about a deal that I just don't like is Bradley Beal. And Mm -hmm. I might be like in a little club by myself there. I think people do like him. I've never been a big... I think Bradley Beal, he gets hurt a lot. Um, A little bit of the Embiid thing where... like I know he can be a good player, but he has struggled a lot with injuries in his career. Um, You know, I'm just not convinced he's that you know, star, superstar player yeah. uh, for the dollar figure that he's getting. Well, yeah, and, and that's just what I want to make sure, you know, is I love Wiggins, and I know there's been a lot of pushback. Like, even guys like Zach Lowe, I don't, I don't think are necessarily on board, and, and obviously, you know, I respect Zach Lowe's opinion quite a bit. But, I, you know, I, I don't want Wiggins to be seen as, like, in the bottom barrel of, of the max players. Um I mean, do you, do you guys, like, what do you guys think about that? I mean, there's been a lot of doubt on, on this whole Wiggins contract, especially from, from guys like Zach Lowe. Um, how do you feel about that? Well, I would say as, as a, de- a detractor, again, uh, yeah. there, you look at the other guys who are, are in that max range, like, a, like an Andre Drummond or, or even like or, or an Otto Porter or Hassan Whiteside, something like that. They, they don't have the upside that Wiggins does. Um, they're again role stars. I guess kind of like I I compared like I used for Wiggins, but Wiggins does have a more dynamic aspect to his game. Whereas an Andre Drummond, you kind of know what he's going to be. Otto Porter, you kind of know what he's going to be. These guys are also making uh, annually close to twenty five million dollars a year too. So, uh, all right, Drew Holiday, another example. I mean, it's there's a there's a lot of guys out there. Making yeah. a ton of money. And that's what Jamal Crawford said today. He was like, man, there's a lot of guys out there averaging less than Wiggins who are making similar money. And 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 that is true. We just get so caught in that that 148 because he's got the five-year deal and the 8% annual raises in it. It boosted up uh, very big, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think the farther you get get away from box score stats, and I love, I love stats, I love analytics, but the farther you get, get away from the box score stats, I think the better player Wiggins uh, appears to be, you know, even I think his on off last year was a plus 2.7 or it was close to there. He doesn't, he's not a, a great box score player. He, uh, he's not going to get the steals, the blocks. He's not going to stack the stats, the assists, the rebounds. I get that. What you're hoping for is that he can be this really good third banana in Minnesota. He can be this really like a much more highly efficient wing scorer he can lock down a variety of wings and i mean we've said it just ad nauseum so many people have i think that have covered this team it you know aren't I've those things binary them. though i mean 
those are the those are kind of the same thing. Like to say he's not going to do those things to fill up the box score, but he's also going to be he's going to be this third banana. Aren't those? Isn't it to be? I the think he's capable. Banana? I I say that in a sense. It, I'm using it in a different way, not necessarily scoring. I'm just saying, listen, we're looking for Jimmy Butler and Carl Anthony Towns to lead this team to the promised land. And Wiggins is going to have a huge role in that too. But I think at the end of the day, I think those two guys, you know, we're going to have to put even more on their shoulders. Uh, With Wiggins, the thing has always been, it's just like, I think that, he has grown up in this. We've talked about it so much. It just sounds like I'm repeating myself, but he just grew up in a bad culture. And so I want to see him in a culture that's winning a lot. What does that, what does that lead to? What does that mean? I don't know. That's what we're going to see this year. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited for it too. I just think that in that culture, in that rosy scenario, he needs to perform statistically better. And and don't, don't you think it's within reason for him to get more steals I, I was get going more off get more rebounds I thought what you said was he's not going to be the guy who ever fills up the box score with those do stuff stats so I'm interested in hearing Dane so it sounds like John you think he's going to have his best statistical season of his career I do too I, you I do. okay you do agree yes I think I think Butler is going to do Wonders for him, as the facilitator John talked about, and I think the team. I think the team is going to be holistically improved. I I think even if Andrew Wiggins didn't improve as a player, his his Just production opportunities. yeah would be. I mean, it, the the looks are going to be so much cleaner. And then if you factor in, if he does does start using uh, some better judgment on the shots he takes, and if he and if he does start to be engaged or be popcorn Wiggins on a more time. And then we are talking about a huge shift in, in, in the type of player he showed up in the box score as it's, it's certainly possible due to Butler am, and Towns. I'm wondering, it sounds like, I mean, do you guys think they're going to, I feel like it's going to take a long time for them to kind of gel. Like the first half of the season, I feel like again, you know, we played three preseason games. There hasn't been a whole lot of, practicing like I, I you know obviously they are practicing but it just feels like they have not had the ramp up to the season that teams typically have are, are you guys worried that it's going to take a while to to gel because i think that's my my biggest concern to start the season here i would say that um the preseason thing is an issue i mean the preseason was already shrunk this year it was shrunk even more because the wolves went and played in china and so there there has been there has been less time for that gelling to occur. I think that's fair to be worried about. I can't say I know or have a strong opinion. It's going to go one way or the other. You've got to think with the increased amount of veterans on the team, that it is a higher likelihood that that, that gelling uh, becomes, you know, more a more simple process, but but I don't know that that would there's roster turnover. Roster turnover takes a while to to work, but that's going to be something I think we'll know a couple weeks into this season. Yeah, it's probably the biggest question mark to start the season is just how fast can they put this whole thing together? Yeah, uh, how fast can they figure out the pecking order, like in crunch time and at the end of time, uh, at the end of quarters? And you know, I think Butler 
is going to have to adjust. He's not going to he's not going to be able to just run endless pick and rolls all day. I I love Jimmy Butler. I think he should play a lot of point guard for the Timberwolves this year. But he's going to have to adjust his role and I kind of expect him. I I think he's going to have to more so than like maybe anybody in that starter in that starting lineup, I think. Um which it's going to be an interesting dynamic to start the season out cuz I think you're going to I think they're going to ask Jimmy Butler to be uh, a guy that really, um, he's that glue guy. Offensively, he makes everything work. But I don't think he's going to have the same role at all that he had in Chicago last year, just had that ball-dominant guy and just gets the line at will. I think he's going to do those things, but he's got he's to help get, uh, and Teague is a part of this too, but they're going to have to help Cat get a ton of touches, and they got to get Wiggins touches, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see play out. But they have to get off to a good start, I'll tell you that. In the rugged Western Conference this year, they can't have a bad start. That that part was a, a bit awkward looping back to the does like okay we the game one it was like we're getting Teague we're getting Teague going early and then it was Towns going early and I felt like we kind of had that dynamic last year with Wiggins and Towns as we I think with the term we used was baton passing and I think that's such a key to being a good team it's not like baton passing is like all right Andrew your turn Jimmy your turn Cat your turn turn uh, we need to it needs to come in a flow and be be more natural and I think that will come when they as they gel how yeah how soon that is I don't know yeah I think you know just to kind of go back to Wiggins and I know we've talked about these things so much but none of us none of us know you know we we don't know that's that's part of the fun of it I think that we should all just accept that we don't truly know I mean we can make predictions and you know his statistical profile definitely uh, lends credence to the belief that you know he's not going to be worth this this contract. Of course, I personally see something in him that that I think he's going to be worth it, and um, I hope I'm right. Uh, I accept the possibility that I could be absolutely wrong, uh, and I think we should all accept the possibility that we're wrong about pretty much anything. Totally. Nah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. What what do we want to? It's uh God. This is like officially. This is like Andrew Wiggins max contract day. What, what do you guys um, do? We have any like favorite memories of Wiggins, like growing to this point? What was uh, uh, his game winner last year? That was so fucking. Fu- oh, excuse me. Oh, <laughs> that was so fun. oh my. Uh, who was that against? Um, that, thank you. Yes, it, uh, it it felt like he took that step. It was fun to see him kind of get pumped up like that is not something we see very often but um god that, i mean that was that was so much fun to watch and it, 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 it makes it feel good for a guy who he needed it at that time you know yeah it was fucking amazing who's gonna be, <laughs> thank who's you gonna be that who's gonna be taking that shot this year that's, well, that's drawn up or I, don't, I mean no that goes like into what we just were talking about that's that's part of the work of in progress is like who takes that shot uh, Jimmy Butler is one of the best closers in the NBA. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is more than capable too. So uh, I'd like to think that we could use that to our advantage, right? Uh, you got two guys that can do it, and Carl can do it too. It's a little bit harder to get a. It's a little bit harder to get a big man a, a late shot, maybe late in the two seconds left in the game. You know, it's hard to harder to do it. I think, but Carl is not a normal big man either. Um, but yeah, what I what I, I think of a couple of things that stick out. Um, sorry if you can hear my dog. He's kind of, kind of sad in the background. <laughs> uh, a couple of things that stick out to me 
it is the play against uh, in Oklahoma City when he drove to the cup, he kicked it out to Ricky for the game-winning three. Yes. And then also against Toronto at the Target Center this past year when he drove to the cup, uh, three guys collapsed down on him, and he kicks it out to Tyus Jones for the game-winning three. I really like those plays because in those moments, it's so, they're so high-pressure moments. Everything is on the line, and we see that playmaking Wiggins that like I really want to see like way more because the ISO stuff is like okay cool um, you can you can score an ISO bucket but that's not going to make you a great player that playmaking makes you great and I think in those big moments when I've seen it before that's really exciting. I I'm with you, man. I I think it's going to be it's it's going to be interesting to see you know more of that and maybe like obviously you don't want to get into shot clock shots but that could be an area where Wiggins has has some of that uh ability because he just has the ability that to rise up above a defender and uh and effectively you know score on them there's no defense that can completely prevent him and yeah that that is what I mean at least on the offensive end what his maybe biggest asset is I know, and a lot of other people's the the memories they might bring up are you know the dunks over Gobert and Jokic and Vucevic and some of these huge dunks that he's had over the years where you see that kind of animal uh, come out of him and that that you see that passion, that enthusiasm, that fire, and you're kind of like okay, uh, it, like you think oh it's in there, but how do you harness that? How do you get it all the time? Um, and that's something we're going to, we're going to have to see uh, another point that I just wanted to bring up before we end the podcast, um, our Andrew Wiggins max extension podcast, um, is just that. Well, now I'm, I just forgot my point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Um, well, it's, it's maybe it's that the season is right around the corner, man. We are, uh, exactly seven days away, right, from the season opener in San Antonio. Yes. Um, that that should be sweet. I uh, was looking into the Spurs a little bit this week. I, I read an article uh, on the Ringer that kind of was talking about how they play with two traditional big men, and it just kind of got me thinking about how that's what the uh, the Wolves are going to do this year. Obviously, with with Towns and Gibson, and then when Jang op- turns into that. Uh, the other big there and that's just two traditional big men is is really uh rare go down click google nba depth charts and you'll look at power forwards and you'll see a lot of guys that you would think of as small forwards who are now power forwards and it is it is rare that we have true traditional big men playing power forward and the wolves have that with tosh gibson and the spurs have had that uh for years, or at least the you know the past few, um, with Marcus Aldrich and they had Paul Gasol last year, and they've done so effectively. They they played uh, elite defense. They have the best defense in the league, the the past two seasons. And I think um, playing the Spurs on the first game of the season will be interesting, as this is this first game of the new era, and it's a team. It's the type of team that I think this Timberwolves, this Tibbs Timberwolves team wants to be. We don't want to be the Golden State Warriors. You don't want to be the Houston Rockets. Uh, we don't have the personnel for that. The, the personnel of this team, I think, is in the image of a Spurs team that executes to perfection, plays great defense, has an elite superstar two-way uh, small forward, and you know creates around him on offense. So 
that's what I'm kind of looking at is like this Timberwolves team, I think is made in the image of the San Antonio Spurs and the Timberwolves general manager, uh, Scott Layden helped put together those Spurs teams of uh, a few years ago. So maybe there's a, another tie there too. But Well, I hope you're right on that front. And no, none of us are going to argue of, of being Spurs North or the next version of the Spurs. And that game, uh, of course, if, if you didn't know, Wednesday, October 18th, that's only a week away. Uh, it's going to be on ESPN at 9.30 Eastern Time. That's 8.30 Central Time. Um, it's going to be really fun. Obviously, as a Wolves fan, somebody that wants to see them win 82 games, uh, I hope uh, Kawhi Leonard does not play. Yeah, right. He's been sitting out with a quadriceps injury. Um, so who, who guards uh, who, who guards him and who does he guard on, on the Wolves? I would well, assume I, Butler will guard, will guard him, right? No, if he plays. Uh, yeah, I think If he so. plays, right. Yeah, I think they just match up pretty simply one through five in the same way. And DeJounte Murray will be their point guard against Teague. Um, and then uh, I think you'll have Kawhi guarding Butler. And then um, if they're starting Gasol and Aldridge, that'll be Gibson and uh, Gibson and Towns. So they're, 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 really, it's like a team that is is more of a, a mirror than many of the other ones. I think a really interesting question, and I think it's the third game of the season when the the Wolves play the Oklahoma City Thunder is how do we guard Camelo Anthony and Paul George? Ooh. <laughs> well, how does anybody see, guard see, him? That's where, see, that's where, like, you know, when we talked about previously, that's where you need Wiggins to be the guy, to to yep. be that Robin next to Jimmy's Batman on the wing and, and step up and really, really hold that guy, you know. It, it doesn't matter if you score 25 points if your guy scores 26 points. So, um it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, Dane wrote a, a nice piece on Taj Gibson at Canasupas.com. He kind of explored this whole Spurs comparison and how we are zigging as the rest of the league zags. Uh, we're not gonna shoot a ton of threes. Uh, we're gonna play bully ball. We're gonna play a little bit slower pace, and uh, we're gonna be tough. Toughness. That's something that Tibbs talked about all last season. You know, they weren't tough enough. And uh, I think Taj Gibson does bring that toughness. Um, Josh also wrote a good piece on Andrew Wiggins, so check that out. Just kind of uh, basically uh, talking about what we just argued about a little bit. Uh, Dane, he's a little bit hotter than I am on this topic right now. I'm trying to be a little subdued um, because I accept the possibility that I'm extremely wrong. But I'm a Wiggins guy. I'm a Wiggins guy. I like to say he's my son. Josh wrote a very nice article exploring this whole Andrew Wiggins versus analytics, which is uh, a fun little uh, internet blood sport, as Zach Lowe has previously uh, characterized it as. Uh, but there's a lot of good stuff. We have a new writer, too, Anthony Iverson. He wrote a nice piece on Jamal Crawford. So check this stuff out at canisupas.com. Uh, Wolvescast, another podcast is on Canis. Um, so we got two podcasts. We're hoping to just kill the coverage, and, and we hope you guys all kind of um, take this journey uh, along with us. It's going to be fun. Uh, I like to say, uh, similar to Game of Thrones, you know, winter is coming. I think the wolves are coming. Uh, <laughs> I think this is our season. Um, I've said that previously, and I was uh, wrong. But we have Jimmy Butler now. What do you think? What do you think about that? We, How about we do that? have Jimmy Butler, and he's great. <laughs> and you can believe in Jimmy Butler, can't you? Certainly. Certainly. So did we miss anything, you guys? I mean, uh, the only th- I think the Wolves, their new marketing campaign this season will be all eyes north 
hashtag all eyes north. Uh, that's a lot like uh, all eyes on the rise, huh? Yeah, I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dane. Um, you know, it's but people like it, and uh, you know, I, I think it's something that that people are gonna do. You're gonna see it, so you kind of have to just accept it. So I guess. get on board, Dane. Yeah, get on board, Dane. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I totally hate the Timberwolves. The no. North, the remembers. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dane, last question on on Wiggins: is, is there one particular thing that he has to do to kind of change your face this year? I I I'm just excited to to see that there's just been that constant hammer of of Tibbs harping on him to. Uh, to be engaged on the defensive end. And he talked about it today at the press conference that off the ball, he needs to, he needs to not let up. Uh, yeah. I think, I think when you're young, it, it's, it's hard to understand that off ball defense is just as important as when you're locking up the guy with the ball. I think you, you grow up and that's what you, your understanding of defense is, is stopping my man. And uh, in the NBA, everyone's too good at scoring to, oh, yeah. to play you like that. So yeah, I think he's. I think he, that's. It's beginning to to seep in there, and I'm I'm excited for that that defensive turn because he has the physical attributes, and I really do think that his three point shooting is going to improve this year too. And not even that it wasn't even bad last year. He was in the 35 plus percentile there, but I think it could be high 30s. And if that's on, uh, yeah, you know, three, four, five, six threes a game. I mean that. Yeah. That's that's huge. So if he does those two things, you you'll start to. Maybe buy a little bit more stock. Yeah, I mean, I was more so talking about him in the the context of being paid similar money to to John Wall and, and right. Russell Westbrook. But I, yeah, I think I think he's a really interesting prospect. I don't think he's one of the better players in the NBA, and the contract reflects that. So that's that's my he's only not, thing. He's not. He's not worth that contract right now. But it's it's a. Uh, it's you know I don't have a perfect metaphor right now, but you're you're paying investment. for what you. Yeah, yeah, it's an investment. I mean, you're paying for what you think he can become. And at the end of the day, they know people don't want to talk about it a lot, but the Timberwolves have a very hard time getting guys to come to Minnesota, and that's not going to change until they change this culture and they start winning and they make the playoffs. And um, you know, you gotta you gotta keep these guys because I don't think you're gonna really, you know, Taj Gibson, Jeff Teague are two of the bigger free agent acquisitions. Mm-hmm. In the history of Minnesota, so love or hate Wiggins, I don't know that you can let this kind of kind of talent go away. You know, so it, it's going to be fun to see. Um, it, it's it's going to be. It won't be boring. Certainly not. Um, Tibbs is going to Tibbs is going to lose his shit in that first game, isn't he? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Uh, over under f bombs in game one uh, five. Uh, like to the media, I mean, he's going to say five in the first five minutes of what he's coaching. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah, first quarter. Um, yeah. No, like uh, the twenty-five. <laughs> over, 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 over all day. Always over. take the over. <laughs> oh, I. It's funny how hot the mics are uh, on some of these telecasts. Totally. You think <laughs> that they would they would kind of maybe say like, "Nah, let's turn those bad boys down." Tibbs is in town. Um, <laughs> He's not saying nice things. Well, even Fox Sports North, I mean, they just crank that courtside <laughs> mic. 
I, they really do. I, it's <laughs> it, it's it's quite funny. Um, I enjoy it, but I could see how I some, too, some yeah. parents with some younger yeah. children uh, might not be uh, enjoying the JFCs that that come out of. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mr. Tibbs's mouth. Um, well, last thing before we, we head out here, Dane, was there anything else that stuck out at practice today? Um, I, I would say talking to Tyus Jones is kind of interesting. He was talking about the second unit and talking about playing with Corgi. And I just think if we even just rewind a couple weeks ago, um, there was some question whether Gorgie Jang was going to be the, the other starting big alongside Towns. And now um, it's starting to you know sink in that that's, that's Gibson's role and as the starter. And then, and then Jang is going to come off the bench. I think it's going to be really interesting to see if Tyus can find chemistry with Gorgie Jang, like Zach Levine did last year. And so he kind of hinted at that a little bit today. And I, I thought that's interesting. That's going to be really key. I think for the second unit is for the two of them to be able to kind of be like the secondary, a secondary scorer with the second unit. I think so too. I think Jamal Crawford is going to be a nice in the, the Gorgie Jank pick and roll too. Right. He's showing me some um, stuff this preseason in that regard. Oh, I think I was reading or, or listening to Jerry Zagoda and he has the, he has the sense that it's going to be um, Aaron Brooks as kind of like the crunch time, not I don't, it, it, like the crunch time point guard. That's not uh, Jeff Teague. She has, Jerry wow. was saying that today too. I don't know. Right. I, where yeah. is she getting that from? That's I'm I I have no idea. Well, it's it might be coming from somewhere, but I, I def, definitely don't agree with that. Uh, I yeah, I don't agree with that at all. I yeah. think yeah, maybe just looking at historically Tibbs playing yeah. some of the older guys we saw uh, last year, Chan Lucas even getting into the games uh, before Tyus did at the beginning of the year. But Tyus is another year older. They're not all just babies anymore. I mean, I, right. I think I think he's. He's ready to play. Um, but there could be something to that from Jerry Zagoda as Brooks signed a couple days before they even went to China. So maybe he had to be the third point guard because he wasn't familiar with the system yet. And come the regular season, that'll switch. That's the only thing sure. I can really I see. That. I don't yeah, like that. Well, if we're talking crunch time lineups, though, like if you don't, I don't know, for whatever reason, you don't want to play Jeff Teague at point guard. I mean, I, I would play him. I would just put Jimmy Butler at point guard. Sure. And then I would put Wiggins at the two guard. And then I guess, I mean, I might put belly in there. Um, Carl, some form of like belly, Carl G talents. I know these are a lot of bigs, but like my team's good. You know, we can win any, any given night. I don't know. I've, I've really liked what I've seen from belly. Uh, in the preseason, Me I think too. he's swinging the ball really, really well. He's making really smart, crisp just decisions. Again, I don't want to buy into the preseason, and we always get kind of high on Belly. Uh, but I really like what he's done, and I, I think if we're talking like crunch time lineups, if we're going to go weird, um, I definitely support like a variety of lineups over Aaron Brooks playing point guard uh, in a crunch time lineup. So I don't know if Belly's going to play, man. I, th- yeah, I think he's kind of said guy. that last episode. I I just feel like Tibbs really likes him a lot. I just I don't know where do you where does he get minutes? I guess is my thing. Yeah, ep- listen to episode eleven. <laughs> All right, <laughs> um, the archives. Yes, yeah, so thank you very much. I think I think that's we're gonna call it a, a night there. Uh, yeah. We let's call it a pod. Yeah, cool. yeah. We we absolutely appreciate. Um, all you guys listening to the JM to DM show. This has been episode 12. Um, as always, your support 
really helps us. So give us a review. Um, tweet us. Tell us we're stupid. Um, <laughs> you know, send me an email. Uh, we love to talk Timberwolves ball, and and we definitely want to uh, expand this conversation outside of the podcast. So uh, if you think we, uh, if you want to argue with us on something, or if you want to give us your support, we we definitely are down for that. And um, we'll see how this Wiggins contract turns out. It's going to be, um, you know, we'll be, I'll be, I'll be thirty three years old when it's uh, when we when it's over. So uh, we'll we'll know by then. Right, it's it's going to be fun. One more week, can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Peace out, listeners. Go Wolves. Cats or dogs? Dog. Waffles or pancakes? Waffles. Baseball or football? <sighs> Playing or, or, or watching? Ooh. Uh, watching. Oh, football. Playing. Baseball. Okay. No. You- tie. Tie. Okay. Okay. Tie for both. Okay. Trumpet or saxophone? Trumpet. Spring or fall? Spring. Morning person or night owl? Night. Okay. Oceans or mountains? Ma- oh, both are deadly. I don't know. Oceans. Penguins or polar bears? Polar bear. Hamburger or hot dog? Hamburger. That's it. That's oh, it. Okay. Now you can breathe. Yeah. That was on the spot. <laughs>